0: This is Registry, a podcast from Office Supply Publishing and Klaus Gunpoint. And I'm here with, oh, Bernier. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this is Lawrence Jordan. Excellent, and you have the great honor of having a film on the registry. Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And so, Lady of the Sphere, tell me about how that film came to you. I know that there's a lot of sort of mythology around it. But I really wanted to hear what your where it came from.
1: Well. There are two parts to those kind of questions. One is where the content came from, and the other is where the uh, technical part of it came from. And on the technical side, it's easier to spot because, um, that was in the 60s, mid-60s, or a little later, say, 68, 69, And, uh, I had just got one of the new Bolex cameras, and so I was still trying it out. And, uh, I've done a number of animations with the old Bell and Howard, but, uh, this was a whole different animal. Zoom lens, uh, easier to work with, uh, and so forth. So... What I did was shoot a lot of um, cutout animation, or just white cutouts on a black background, with the intention of superimposing them on different uh, uh, plates, different backgrounds. And so, uh, <clears throat> I just... Shot whatever came to me, really, except that I had some notion there would be a kind of circus like element, I mean, acrobats going. Um, And then it's uh, very difficult to say where the content came from, because once a film starts, Uh, What I do, I set up a scene, and uh, often it's the first thing I lay my hands on, if it corresponds to the way I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. So one engraving after another came to hand, and I shot those. All of this is on black and white film. Okay. Mm Okay so um uh, and it was going very fast, faster mm-hmm. than um uh, with the old camera, much faster, mm-hmm. so pretty soon I had about four or five rolls of uh acrobats performing on a black background and uh in a a, a series of engraved scenes mm-hmm. so then. Before I started cutting, I knew that this would have to be very tight, or it wouldn't work. So I took the material and looked at it carefully, and uh, um, I made a diagram of how to cut these pieces of film clear down to the frame the diagram was that tight including bits and pieces of sound. One of which um, I, the, this walking bird I had recorded and, anim- and, uh, and timed it out and animated to it. So all of this was on the diagram and I cut it that way And I had no idea whether this would work, but there, but I had cut it onto five rolls, A, B, C, D, B, B, C, D, E rolls. (laughs) Okay. Because I thought, well, maybe I could have three of the rolls in primary colors and the other two would be for dissolving from one to the other. I didn't... But, (laughs) I must admit, I didn't have the uh, courage to have it printed that way at first, And I had the whole thing printed on black and white, because everything was shot in black and white, and it looked pretty good. So, I told the lab technician who, at that time, I had a pretty good relationship with, and he was really good on printing. In those days, printing was a high art. And, uh, pretty much forgotten to me. But, I asked him to print uh, three of the rolls, uh, one in red, one in green, and one in blue, and be able to dissolve according to the original plan and he did, and uh, the film is what you see now, mm-hmm. pretty much. Wow!
0: And it's it's one of those amazing uh, moments in every film student's career. And I, I always there's like a circus atmosphere to most of your work. I notice, yeah. um, and particularly in particular, in Half at a Star, the tightrope, yeah. and that just I remember watching yeah. that, going, "This is this is possible to do in film." Yeah. And so, let me ask you a little bit about the circus. Yeah. What sort of influence did the circus? I mean, was it something like that? The influence was uh, Joseph Cornell,
1: because when I was working for him, I shot some scenes there on on engraved material he had. Mm-hmm. And so uh, some of the circus scenes are uh, engravings that Cornell had collected. Wow. So that, that infused it. The the, um, Tibetan Book of the Dead is the primary source because uh, the circus boy falls to death and uh, comes back through a bardo Mm -hmm. and uh, is revived. So, uh, but that was the first version Mm -hmm. of Our Lady of the Spirit. And I don't think anybody has seen the full film until they've seen the 35-millimeter print. Uh, One of my former students, I taught him how to uh, do optical printing. His name is Michael Hinton. He now works for the uh, Library of Congress at uh, David Packer's uh, installation back east, printing and restoring films. He took the original black and white footage and blew it up from the original and using new filters and, uh, eliminating any glitches that were in the original and, uh, it's a very sweet product. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. When, it was, when it was done, we showed it at uh, SF Momo here and, uh, yeah, it was quite. It was quite spectacular. Mm-hmm. Is, that, is that available to the public yet? Or oh, yeah, that's uh, with a number of distributors: Canyon okay. mm-hmm. in San Francisco, uh, Lux in uh, in London, uh, Light Cone in Paris, mm-hmm. and I think Canadian filmmakers' okay. distribution may. Have a print, I'm not sure they got one. Mm-hmm.